and welcome back to the Sharia Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Hendrickson. I am here today with someone who I'm very excited to introduce you all to, uh, Mr. Hirsch Sermon. He is an MBA, CPA, and a financial coach. And I'm very excited to have him here today because if you all remember my foundations to wellness, the five pillars, planting seeds for change, the very first thing that we want to address and identify are stressors. And I think it goes without saying that in general, finances can pose a lot of stress on a lot of us, um, but particularly when we're moving through very challenging and emotional situations such as divorce. And I'll let Hirsch tell you a little bit about himself, but he really kind of specializes in coming in during the divorce process and making it as stress-free as possible when it comes to looking at finances. So can you just give us a little bit of background on what your credentials are and how you run your practice? Absolutely. And I really do appreciate uh, you inviting me on. So my pleasure. Um, well, I've been a CPA over 20 years. I've always been in the finance world. I'm actually, we were talking earlier, I'm about to take the certified divorce financial analyst exam as well. Um, so many of my clients go through mediation that I actually became a trained mediator. Not that I do mediations, I've done some, but really it's more to help and prepare them when they go through mediation. Um, about 10 years ago, I actually went through three major life cycles, um, all in about 20 months. It just seemed to keep coming. And uh, one of them was going through a divorce. One of them was losing uh, my father very unexpectedly that he was actually on vacation. The last one was putting my mom into assisted living, uh, which is a whole financial adventure of its own. But what I really learned there, and, and that's when I started, but when what I really learned there was we teach our kids so many things in how to move forward, whether it's how to cook, how to change a tire, whatever it is. Yeah. We don't ever talk to them about their personal finances. Um, and that's something I really learned so quickly through this time frame. And so I work from a prioritize, organize, and simplify methodology. What are your priorities? And obviously, we want to ultimately have them where you can do that in a very simple manner. So that's the approach and kind of how it came about, what I do, what I do. And because of the life cycles I went through, I ended up calling the company Lifecycle Financial. I love it. Yeah. And there are so many changes. And, and that for you was a major period of stress. Yes. So there are so many different ways that life throws stress at us. And a lot of times it hits us financially on top of the emotional piece. So I think having someone to work with as a, as a guide and support and coach is really important, especially when we're dealing with things like divorce. Um, so what are the most common types of clients that you're seeing in your practice right now? So I, I work with quite a variety, um, you know, any uh, blending families, seniors, somebody going into the workforce for the first time or hasn't done it in a long time. So I deal with a lot, but all in, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of who I work with are people contemplating going through or even impacted by divorce. So the divorce is final at that point. And most of them tend to be women. I do work with men. However, the vast majority of people going through divorce um, or that I work with that have been going through a divorce or women. And just one other thought um, relating to stresses and stress as a whole, I think I'm sure you can relate to this. Sometimes you don't even realize the stresses 
that are playing on you, you don't realize how stressed you are because you're just making it through the day and that in itself can be an accomplishment. So Absolutely. Uh, sometimes we got to almost step back to see the stress we were under. Yeah, I would agree. And that's a lot of what I do. The re-education piece around is there are so many stressors that we know, like the big ones, right? Finances, relationships, but there's so much that's hidden. And when you're in that survival mode, so many times you're right. You're not even aware of the fact that you're feeling stressed because there's so much going on right. that you're just kind of going through the motions, right? Trying to make it to the end of the day. Yeah, there, so. there, are, times, there are times I'm talking to a client and I just got to say to them, remember what you're about to say, take a breath, close your eyes, you know, because you can see and you feel it and it does, it, it builds up in you and we make decisions in an emotional way or from emotions. And so being able to reduce those stresses and, and kind of calm our emotions becomes a very big piece going through something like a divorce and making the decisions that we do through a divorce. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're alluding to a lot of this answer to the next question I have for you, but what really sets you apart from a traditional financial advisor? I know too, like as a woman who's been through a divorce, um, even going into a financial advisor is kind of intimidating, scary, and that can be a stressful situation in and of itself. So what kind of sets you apart and makes you much more approachable and easy to work with? So I think the what, what I mentioned earlier, recognizing the emotions and seeing when they're playing in, I think is just a big one. Most people don't in general. Uh, most professionals are not attuned to that. I, I think the biggest difference is I don't manage money. I okay. used to, I did for about four and a half years. I worked for a bank in their investment center. Um, but part of why it's so important or so different is that money managers focus on managing money and financial coaching is secondary or even, you know, kind of a third focus for them because they need to do some of that sometimes to manage your money. This is my focus and it's what I love to do. Um, I, you know, I don't have any ulterior motive of saying, okay, now let me manage your money. I have great referrals for that. But I love doing this and just help people really in areas that a traditional financial advisor or money manager wouldn't be doing. So I'm helping people fill out financial affidavits or creating a financial strategy based on their priorities and their values. I do some forensic work, um, helping create a, a, a system to manage your finances, um, especially for people who are unfamiliar with or have never managed their daily finances before and giving them structure around doing that. These are all the kind of things that I'm doing for people as opposed to really trying to uh, get them to sign on the bottom line so I can manage their money. Yeah. And I think that is so important because I think, especially again, for women, at least in my experience, a lot of us didn't really have an active role in managing finances yeah. when we were married. And so it, it gets really confusing and scary and you don't know who to trust or where to go. And, and if you do have money that you're investing, it's like always a little bit um, difficult, I guess, to ascertain the motives of the people who are trying to help you invest. Right. And so being able to separate those two. And I love that you call yourself a coach. I think that that just brings such a different energy to what you do. Um, it, it It's a, how we kind of move through space, like, coaching is a very different energy than 
someone coming in and telling you what to do with your money, right? Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I would guess that you're doing a lot of education and kind of helping people to become self-sufficient. Yes. I kind of, I, I kind of jump on my soapbox quite often. I, I will be honest. I think education is incredibly important, um, especially when it comes to money and you've never done it before. I will tell people all the time when I refer somebody like to a money manager, let's say, they've got to be very comfortable that this person is going to be the right advocate for them in what they're doing. They need to get educated. They need to challenge that person. This person works for them. Same with me. I work for, you know, my clients. They don't work for me. So part of my job is to get them educated and to get them comfortable with being able to be self-sufficient. And I think that becomes a very, very important piece for them to understand is I'm not there to do it for them. Ultimately, they need to learn how to do it. But getting them there is a big piece of what I do and the role that I play. Yeah. What, um, first of all, I didn't even know that someone like you existed. I mean, I had no idea that someone might need to financially plan during a divorce or after. I mean, after, like everyone needs to plan for life. But in this segment specifically, it never would have crossed my mind, and it didn't, unfortunately, that I should be seeking out the help of a financial advisor as I was moving through this divorce. So what do you see as some of like the most common issues that couples face financially in this planning process when they are getting divorced? So I, I think there are very different, you know, for couples who are not getting divorced, I think they are very different uh, issues than for people who are getting divorced. So I'll, I'll touch a little bit on both because I think both of them are important to understand as well. Sure. One, one of the big ones um, is not communicating around finances. Mm -hmm. You know, as you said earlier, very often, and, and it's usually the case, one person takes the, you know, we, we, we don't all as a married couple do everything together. So one person takes the finances that, you know, the other person takes other roles and, as that person gets more comfortable with the finances, the other person's becoming less and less comfortable. So communicating is, is important. Not having a financial plan, and this works for both, by the way, whether you're getting divorced or not, but not having a financial plan. So you may communicate, but you don't have a financial plan. So mm -hmm. what are you communicating around sometimes is, is the big question. Um, that's another one. And then not working together towards shared goals. You know, so we're both putting away for retirement, but we really have no idea, is it enough or how much are you putting away? How much am I? Are we sacrificing other goals we might have because we haven't really coordinated our efforts become, you know, so I think having a budget is huge in every situation. Um, I do them differently. Most people are how much comes in, how much goes out. Um, I ignore your income initially. I want to know only your uh, well, I want to start off with your values and, and your priorities. Then I want to know your essential spend. Then we look at your non-essential spend. And then we look at your income. And the reason I do it that way is we really need to understand and make decisions on that discretionary or non-essential spend. Whether you're married or, or whether you're getting divorced, I think this plays in, in both ways, especially if you're getting divorced because you now have a financial strategy. I know what my priorities are. I know what my essential spend is. I know what I'm going to ask for and hopefully come somewhere in between. But again, you've, you've got a strategy that's going in that respect. So um, 
for somebody who's going through a divorce, um, I think some of the, the major mistakes and there's kind of misconceptions and there's mistakes, right. Um, is not kind of understanding who you are financially. And that becomes very, very important. Um, you know, I actually created a program called who am I financially specifically because I was working with so many people that really didn't understand that and having your budget, understanding your net worth, your, how are you paying your bills, your debt? How do you uh, prioritize your debt? All these kind of things are part of who you are financially. So that's, that's one piece. Um, Going through the divorce, a big mistake is not having a financial expert review that settlement agreement or some states call it a dissolution agreement. Um, I've had a client, for example, calls me up in a panic, Hirsch, they making me sell the house. And I'm like, I don't understand. We went through a whole session on, is it the right decision? She wanted the home. She could afford it All the, the right discussion that we had. Um, but she was reliant on maintenance or what used to be called alimony to qualify mortgage companies want at least six months of history, consecutive months, uh, paid, and the dissolution agreement said you got to do it in 60 days. So they forced the sale. Oh. So, you know, that's another piece is, is the legal folks use them for your legal work, your financial experts use them for the, you know, the financial aspects and the same for you. I mean, actually they should, you know, they shouldn't be talking to their attorney or to their financial person about how do I get rid of stress and how do I live a healthier life? Right. That's your role. So right. you should use your the right expert for the right conversation, if that makes sense. It absolutely um, makes sense. And I think it's a very important point to drive home because I do think when you're going through stressful situations, you maybe do think your attorney knows all the things that you need to address. And it's just not the case. I've also heard so many stories about people going through a divorce and unfortunately finding out that there was a ton of uncovered debt, but it was too late. Right. Or, you know, having to absorb the entire mortgage or risk losing their homes because they don't know what their partner has been doing. So I would imagine you'd be a great person to be working with before people get married, maybe. (laughs) And if they do unfortunately end up going through a divorce, but really having that transparency, I would imagine, is extremely important in knowing who you are as an individual and a couple financially, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the the blending families now, you know, they say one of the biggest reasons that they get divorced is the they didn't have the right financial conversations and, and put the right financial plan in place um, as to how they're going to manage everything. Because those families... You know, if you and I are getting married, we've both been married before, right? I'm coming with certain obligations because I have children and things like that. You coming with your obligations and those discussions aren't always, uh, what are you going to take? What am I going to take? What are we bringing into the marriage? Things like that. Those conversations become very, very important. Even if it's your first marriage, you may have things like that. You may have student debt or, you know, there might be a mortgage. How are you going to now, you know, um, manage the mortgage and all the other expenses that come with that? So, having these conversations and sometimes having an objective guide becomes very, very helpful. Uh, whether it's that you getting married, whether it's getting you divorced. Um, but these are things that someone like myself can definitely help you with and keep you on track. 
Yeah, I don't know if you'll approve, but uh, my boyfriend and I, he's my partner. We've been together for almost eight years. And initially he wanted to buy the dinners all the time. And that just got to be uncomfortable after a while, especially right. living together. But we keep our finances separate um, for lots of reasons, but it just works better like that for us. I have two kids that live with us. And then he has his son and we would all go out to dinner and I'm like, you can't always pay for dinner. Like, this is weird. So our solution was not very um, financially savvy, but we rock, paper, scissors for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> I win most of the time. And I don't even feel bad anymore because I tried to take like alternating turns. But, um, you know, I, I joke around. That's not a great financial plan, guys. But um, it is a little fun way that we kind of split the responsibility of taking our family out to dinner. Um, but I, I do see an immense value in working with someone like yourself because it does really get overwhelming as the kids get older and, you know, you think like, oh, we'll deal with college later or, oh, geez, now we have braces and I wasn't really thinking about that. Where does that money come from? <laughs> and, and I want to know more about this program, this Who Am I Financially? Is that something people can get online or, or do they need to like sign up for a course or how does that work? So usually they work with me one-on-one -on -one and it, the, I have done small groups where we do it. Part of the reason a lot of people want to work one-on-one -on -one is they, they sharing very intimate details sure. of their financial life. And that translates into, you know, other pieces of their life that they may not always want to share. So when I do work with a group, what we generally do is we'll have kind of together time, but then one-on-one -on -one time as well that maybe after the the session that we together to really personalize it from that perspective, you know, because if somebody's carrying a lot of debt, which unfortunately too many people are carrying debt, they get very embarrassed in sharing that in front of other people. So we'll talk the concepts. We'll talk about the approach of how you do it. We'll talk about the um, what I call stack ranking, giving the importance of, the non-essential spend, what I absolutely want to keep in my life mm -hmm. versus the things I'm willing to scale back on versus the things I may be willing to cut out of my life to save money, right? These are all conversations that people are not always so keen to share in a group. And so more often than not, they're working with me one-on-one -on -one in those uh, instances. Um, but I have had people come to me and say, look, We'd love to do, you know, we've done half day sessions and then I'll give them time afterwards, one-on-one, -on -one, things like that as well. You know, so that it, it, it's pretty flexible in, in being able to put it together. Okay. And then when they do work with you one-on-one, -on -one, that's where they're going through that program to figure out who they are financially? Correct. And, and there are people, you know, it's, it's built on four modules. It's built on kind of your net worth and really understanding what does this mean? For example, I've had people that have had you know, I'm going to make up numbers here. They've had $100,000 in an IRA and $100,000 in a Roth IRA, and they don't know the difference. And then I'll explain to them, well, your $100,000 in your Roth significantly more valuable to you because at this point, you know, based on certain things that they got to meet, it could be tax-free for them. Hmm. So that's $100,000 that truly comes their way. As sure. opposed to the 100000 in a traditional IRA, that you got to first pay your taxes on. Well, I don't know what your taxes are going to be 15 years from now necessarily. So these are the kind of things, or, you know, your debt is a big one. And that is another big module that I work on. Your debt becomes so important because 
uh, credit card debt could be 23% right now, you know, right. as opposed to most people, many people, especially if they bought or refinanced more than a year ago, they, uh, their mortgage could be in that three, three and a half percent range, significantly different as to what you want to focus on eliminating from the, from a debt perspective, you know, so that's, that's a second module. A third one is paying your bills and really having a system around paying your bills and understanding them. And, uh, the budget is the other one, which I've explained. I do a little bit differently. I've had people come to me and say, Hirsch, I've been paying my bills since I was six kind of thing. I don't need that module, but boy, do I need a budget and debt, you know? So, um, depending on what they want and really where to focus is how we would put that together for them. Sure. So if we have people listening who maybe, especially through this last couple crazy two years have accrued a lot of credit card debt or have maybe had to refinance or reverse mortgage or all sorts of crazy things to get through. Um, is that the kind of person who maybe would benefit from reaching out and working with you to try to figure out how do I get myself out of debt? What's the path? Yes. Yes. We, we would look at that. We would schedule out your debt. We'd prioritize it, meaning really have you understand what it all is. You know, for example, another another quick example is if you've got uh, sometimes you you buy a car and it's it's about what the interest rate is about what your mortgage is. Don't focus on paying both off at once. Pay your car off first because that's not deductible interest. You know, so really understanding all of the debt, really understanding what you have to put towards it, and really understanding maybe you want to cut back on certain things in your budget in order to accelerate paying off that debt because some of it can be so costly. Makes sense. And it sounds like that you make it very easy for people to understand, because if I'm completely honest, the whole financial thing is too much for my brain to process. Like I can do science all day long, but we start yeah. talking numbers and percentages and taxes. And I just like totally shut down. <laughs> I can't do it. But I, I get that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, makes it it's interesting. Uh, the way that you explain makes it very relatable to me and not so um, intimidating, I guess, is probably the right word. Because I do get very intimidated around these financial conversations because I don't understand. You know, people want to talk about stock markets and investments. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even look at it. I just write, <laughs> like, leave it alone and let it sit there. Um but I would imagine that's all kind of part of working with you is getting much more comfortable and being able to understand all of these different intricacies of finances. Definitely. And, and that's part of why I like the approach that I take, because I work of your priorities and values. So we prioritize, we organize. That's kind of part of the education piece. And then we really simplify it for you and put it in as easy a manner as we can for people, you know, and again, people come to me very differently. You know, they've got huge misconceptions in, in what they're doing in their finances. And then the other people that are spot on and really know it, but just kind of need the structure because they, they kind of winging it, you know? So we do try to educate appropriately, which I think is a very important piece as well, because the goal for me is to work myself out of a job. Obviously, you know, I, I shouldn't be there coaching somebody forever doesn't mean we can't have like a tune-up or, you know, meet every three months, six months. But usually I start, you know, quite a bit more frequently than that when I meet with people. And I shouldn't be doing that forever. They yeah. should be getting to a comfortable situation. They should be educated. They should be able to make those decisions for themselves if I've done my job right, which I think is very, very important. 
Right. Same with me. I don't want to be coaching people forever because the goal is to get them healthy. Right. So again, you guys maybe can see this consistency. It's education and empowerment. Um, that's really what I'm trying to share is all of this information to help with your physical health, to help people manage stress in all these different ways, and to really educate and empower people to be able to make positive change in their lives and take ownership and create the life that that they want. Um, and this is such a big piece of that for so many people. It, you know, and we focused a lot of our discussion around divorce. Something I want to say in that is there is an enormous amount of uh, information out on the internet or speaking to other people and people really need to understand they, they need to personalize it to their situation. Even though you live next to somebody who's got a similar home, similar amount of kids, similar car, they can have a very different experience going through a divorce. Um, every state is different, right? I mean, they all have their own rules. If you're in Illinois versus Wisconsin versus Indiana, they don't have the same rules around getting divorced, around maintenance, around child support. So getting educated, understanding your situation, looking at the information out there. And then the other one related to that is there are a ton of misconceptions financially going through a divorce. So that's another one you want to make sure that you understand where the misconceptions are and putting the right spin on it for your... What are some of the big ones that people should be aware of? You know, the one that I always tell people, which sounds weird from a finance guy is get creative. And they're like, look at me like creative. You're, you know, a numbers guy, right? Finances are not, when it comes to divorce anyway, finances are not a 50-50 split and you're done, right? You know, I'll, I'll say to people, well, you keeping the home, um, is he going to live on the left or the right? It doesn't work that way, right? You can get very creative. So this is where planning and education becomes a major win sometimes, you know, we said not all debt is equal or um, how are you going to buy this, the spouse out of the home? Or if you being bought out of the home, how are you being bought out? Are you using retirement money? Are you using non-retirement money? Are you going to use a note where they're going to pay you back? How do you protect yourself if they do? Um, you know, but you can get very creative. The one thing that I like when I understand your priorities, and then we do that on the spouse's side and you project like this is what I think his or her priorities are we can come up with some great strategies there. I had a client, um, when it came up, the, the husband, um, when he was a kid, had the family declared bankruptcy, was terrified of debt. And somehow they had amassed around $40,000 in debt. So I said to them, take all the debt, but say you want two years worth of interest, right? And you're doing it because you know he doesn't like debt. But it was another $17,000 that came my client's way she paid off the debt immediately, had 17000 extra coming her way on the balance sheet, and it was a huge win for her, you know. Um, I think another one is be realistic. Uh, chances are you're not going to get everything you want, and that's part of why it's so important to know what you want. And your lifestyle probably is not going to be exactly the same. So right. when you've got, you know, two households and the same income, You've got to understand, and that's where you've got to kind of educate and know exactly what you want, and then you can use everything else to negotiate and, you know, what are you going to give up kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Treat this as an opportunity. This is this is my spin a little bit, I think, I mean, but I think a lot of people would agree with me. You know, the very first blog I ever wrote was in 2015, and I called it Divorce is Awesome, right? 
and everyone was like, I love what you wrote, but I'm not crazy about the title. <laughs> but the idea really was like, initially I looked at my life as like dying this excruciating death. But then I realized there really is an enormous amount of opportunity that comes with a divorce. You can reconnect with yourself. You can reconnect with what's important to you or do things that you stopped doing because you were a couple and now you can go back to them. You can reconnect with friends and family in a very different way that, you know, maybe you haven't because all your energy has gone into, you know, trying to keep this marriage going. So right. it becomes a tremendous opportunity, I think, in that way as well. Yeah, I think, and it's always important to have perspective, right? Well, um, and, and, and that's what I called the blog, by the way, perspective is everything. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is absolutely everything. Um, and I think it's important to to share stories like that with people who are moving through these really challenging times that don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Right. Right. Um, so thank you for that. Absolutely. You've shared a couple of great stories about successes your clients have had. So how do people find you? What states do you work in? Can you work in? Are you virtual? How so my, my CPA is actually uh, all 50 states. Um, I Right now I'm working with people in about six or seven different states. But uh, if I look at over the years, I've probably covered about 15 or 18 states. So anyone can really get in touch with me. Um, you know, a lot of the things are exactly the same from state to state, you've got to learn what the differences are in the nuances, the financial the financial affidavits are different things like that. And that that's a little bit, um, I, you know, I've just got to learn and get in touch with the bar association or attorneys there, things like that. Um, how to get in touch with me. I, I mentioned earlier, the company is called Lifecycle Financial. The website is real easy. If you can remember that it's lifecycle.financial. Um, again, lifecycle.financial, or if they want to email me, uh, it's my first name, Hirsch, H-I-R-S-C-H, at lifecycle.financial. Great. Well, it was an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for all of your expertise and insights and your time. Really my appreciate pleasure. it. And if you all have any questions, you can't remember how to get a hold of Hirsch, you can always email us at info at Shreya Wellness, and we'll be happy to get you connected. Um, when he, I'm sorry, when the episode is live, you will find a link to his information on the website for Shreya Wellness as well. So thanks again for being here. If you like what we had to say today, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and let us know if you have questions for Hirsch, and we'll help you get connected. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thank you.